You're listening to Clean Beauty Scene, episode 45, the crucial connection between clean beauty and holistic health with practitioner of homeopathy, Julia Edgley. Welcome to Clean Beauty Scene, the podcast for clean beauty, eco-friendly living, and wellness. I'm your host, Kelly Bonanno, eco-wellness coach and mom to two teenage boys. If you want a green beauty routine but find clean beauty and eco-living overwhelming and confusing, I get it. I've been there. So join me each week as we clear the confusion and cover all the latest to help you go green without giving up glamour or going eco-freego. Now talk clean to me, baby. Well, hello, Savvy Beauties. Welcome to Clean Beauty Scene. I am super excited about today's episode because my guest is incredibly like-minded. She is a fellow clean beauty advocate. So it's going to be a great conversation. Julia Edgley is also a practitioner of homeopathy. So she is an expert on holistic health and she has incorporated clean beauty because she realized just how important it was to help her patients reduce toxic load for their overall health. She she learned that it was just a vital component. So she's incredibly knowledgeable. You are going to learn so much, including some amazing DIY recipes, and you are going to love her gorgeous Irish accent. So I just know you are going to learn a lot and enjoy this wonderful conversation. But before we get to it, I do want to make sure you know that Enrollment for my group program, The Body Harmony Method, is open and spots are starting to fill up. So if you're interested, check the link in the show notes. I would love to have you join us. I just love running these group programs. It's so much fun and I just love helping the women in there. And so far we have a great group, but yes, it is filling up. So check the link in the show notes so you can get all the details and get the early bird pricing and the fast action bonuses as well. So if you have been considering working with me, if you want to lose the weight, finally, without restriction, you know, my method is to allow you to get your body healing and in fat burning with the right balanced nutrition. Yes, we do all of that, but without restriction, without counting calories, without giving up some of your favorite foods. I help you factor it in so it's a lifestyle, so you don't have to diet anymore. This is my mission for those of you out there who are so sick of dieting and sick of you know, losing and gaining the same weight or having that weight loss resistance that's hard to lose in the, in the first place. Or maybe you feel like you know what you should be doing, but you are just not being consistent or lack the motivation. I will help you reset and get on track and get that summer slim down that you want. So as I said, I can only take a few one-on-one clients, but I love doing group programs. And the great thing about group programs is you, you know, you learn from me and my guidance and my support, but you also get incredible guidance and support from the other participants. And I do keep my group small. So if you are interested in finally getting the weight off and getting your stress levels down and managed and sleeping better, and also getting your you know, reducing your toxic load and getting your clean beauty routine on point without greenwashing and confusion, this group program is going to be perfect for you. And it's a very cost effective way to work with me because it's a group. I, you know, it's a lot more affordable than my one-on-one program. It's going to start at the end of June and I know it's summer, but my program is designed to 
allow you to live and enjoy some of your favorite foods. So if you're thinking it's summer, I'm going to be going to parties and barbecues and now the world's, you know, opening up a little bit more, that's okay. I want you to live a little. You've got to be able, just because you go out to girls night out and enjoy a plate of nachos and some margaritas doesn't mean it should throw you off. You can still lose weight by enjoying some of your favorite foods. Now, do you go off the rails? No. But you know, some of my best clients, I coached through the holidays and they were enjoying their Christmas dinners and their Christmas cookies. It's just about managing it and balancing it. And I will teach you all how to do it. Trust me. Because weight loss and weight maintenance is not just, you know, a goal. It is a journey, a lifestyle. You want to get to the point where you've got a relationship with food that is completely in harmony. That's why my program is called the Body Harmony Program. So you can enjoy life without it, put it packing on the pounds. So definitely check the link in the show notes. And if you have any questions and are, you know, you're not sure if the program's right for you, then just hop on a free call and I will answer any questions you have. I'll put a link in the show notes for that as well. And you know, you can always just visit kellybonano.com, K-E-L-L-Y-B-O-N-A-N-N-O, and all the information is there. And now I'm so excited to introduce you to Julia Edgley. With over 20 years experience in the wellness industry, passionate practitioner of homeopathy, Julia Edgley is at the forefront of promoting the importance of clean, natural beauty. With her expert knowledge and research, Julia aims to help everyone, including her patients, make informed alternative beauty choices by educating and hosting her popular Clean Your Beauty routine workshops and retreats worldwide. Well, welcome to Clean Beauty Scene, Julia. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's so great to have you. I I just, I, I'm so glad we connected because it's always, I always just get a thrill when I, there's somebody who gets it. You get it. Yeah. Clean beauty. <laughs> it clicks. It does. It does. So I love what you're doing and how you're helping people. Now you, so you've been doing this a long time. So I'd love for you to give listeners a little, little bit more about your background and how, how it kind of happened, like which came first and what how your experience with your patients in your, in your practice really opened your eyes to how important it is to also be looking at our beauty and personal care products and more importantly, the ingredients that are, that are in there. Yes, definitely. It's, it actually started more um, as a, well, it started off being training as a homeopath and in homeopathy, homeopathic philosophy and how you analyze a patient's case you're looking at always for the cause of the patient's symptoms. So there's two types of causes. One is an exciting cause and one is a maintaining cause. Now, a maintaining cause is something in the patient's lifestyle or stress or background that would be underpinning their symptoms. So I was trained to always look at um, mostly food, uh, deficiencies, um, learned behavior, but also environmental toxins. Now, that hit home more for me personally about 10 years ago when for pure vanity's sake I wanted um Disney princess hair and knowing having this knowledge of homeopathy in the background I started to research natural ways and all this research scientific research came out about the ingredients in our products and their impact on us aesthetically but the more I delved in I remember it was one night I stayed up all night 
I started to look one research paper after another. I love research. PubMed is my go-to library. And I was shocked that there was so much research out there on the side effects of ingredients in our personal care products. So that then made me, the next day I remember I got up very tired after all the research and I went to put on my lipstick. I'm a lipstick woman and I couldn't put it on my skin. I'm like, I know what's in that. I just didn't feel like, I thought if I'm going to walk the walk, if I'm going to talk to talk, I have to walk the walk. So if this is my job, I would lead by example and I changed all my products. So that word got around, I think, with my patients that I was using more natural products and people would start to book in with me purely for just to address their products. And I didn't give them a name specifically of the effect of it, but you start to notice a pattern with patients. Um, the real eye opener for me was patients for fertility issues who had tried everything and we just changed their products and they all had babies. So that really was an awakening moment for me in terms of clean beauty. Wow, that's that's incredible. And, you know, it doesn't surprise me. Yes. It, these when you see it, you see it. Right, right. And what when this is like, a, you know, a very big goal of mine with this podcast is, you know, definitely wellness overall, holistic. But mm -hmm. I, like you, and this is why I just, I, I love your philosophy, is we take a very holistic approach because it's, it's like, like we were just talking about, you can't take, have one aspect of health without the other. And, mm -hmm. and so these toxins, if, if you're eating healthy and you're doing all the right things, but you're loading your body with these toxins, you just, you just can't have optimal health. It's just a fact. And, and you mentioned PubMed. I know I love all the research too. It's amazing how much information is out there, but how many people don't really realize it or take it seriously. And, yeah. and I say, it's almost like Russian roulette. You use these toxic lipsticks and eyeshadows and hair care and what have you. And the toxins hit your body, your endocrine system. And it's, it's kind of like, I picture, I envision, um, like a pinball machine. And then it's like, it could just ricochet anywhere in your body and it can mess with your, you know, your brain neurology. It can mess with your fertility. It could mess with your adrenals. It can mess with your thyroid, mess with my thyroid. I have Hashimoto's and I'm, I'm convinced that it was years of toxins because I didn't know, you know, until I didn't know until, <laughs> until I was an adult, but that's, that's, that's the thing is you don't know which part of your body it's going to affect worse that's a question i've actually gotten quite often is patients would say well how do i know if my products are affecting me and i always say you you wouldn't because if you're looking at products that are there for babies for pregnant women for children they have similar ingredients in them um in europe there are there are there's a shift going on but there so you've grown up with these ingredients and the consequence of these ingredients on your health your whole life so you actually don't know the knock-on effect until you stop them, until you avoid them. And that's when you can, your eyes are open to it. Yes. And I, even though I have Hashimoto's, I have really no symptoms. It's very under control. And I know for a fact it is because of my lifestyle. And big part of that is going more non-toxic. I yes. say more non-toxic. I'm as non-toxic as I think we can be because there's certain things you can't control. Exactly. And, but you can control the products you're using. So that's, that's why I say, don't stress about what you can't control, but you, 
You can choose a cleaner lipstick. You can choose a cleaner hair care. It's one of the easiest aspects of lifestyle to change. Right? That's what I say. Yeah. But, but people find it overwhelming. And, and you know, I mean, I, I get it because it is there. Well, it's greenwashing. I've tried to educate people on greenwashing because there's no safety measures. And you being in Europe, I so wish that this <laughs> this interview was happening in in person. And I was just fl- flew over there to France to be with you. <laughs> You're more than welcome. <laughs> but you know, you in, in the European Union bans what over 1,300 toxic chemicals. Mm-hmm. Now there's still toxins being used. It's it's not like oh every, everything's clean. But here in America, it's, I think it's still only 19 ingredients banned. So it's really bad here. We have a different mentality, I think, as well in Europe. There's, we do err on the side of caution a lot more in terms of, especially in France. I mean, I don't know anybody who's even a percentage of their products is not organic, even though organic necessary doesn't mean what people think it is. But it's, people are very aware. I mean, obstetricians are very aware. Gynecologists are very aware. Um, even a doctor that I work with, a colleague of mine, when we when I started to discuss this, and she was like, well, obviously, everybody knows, all doctors know that they will have an effect, which I was, I said to her, I was like, I don't think as many as you think, as you would assume. Especially You're not right. Yeah. yeah. And here in America, they they definitely don't take it seriously enough. I mean, more and more are but it's going to be a long way before it's a, it, it should be a priority from every yeah. doctor, but it's not. Unfortunately, I understand sometimes why doctors, well, the time that the time limits that we'd have to look at all the research, but I can understand from yeah. looking at the research, why they would be in two camps because the research isn't for me, the research is black and white, but from a very standard medical point of view, it is not that black and white for them. More has to be done. And I would love to, that's why I always say to patients, from the research to date or from the data available. That is a phrase you will always hear. The data available now can always evolve. It can always improve and it should improve. The more people are talking about it, the more podcasts like yourself are available. It gets people questioning these products and their effects, their their secondary effects. So that is a great thing. That will produce more good quality data. Yes, yes. And there's there's a lot of talk about I, I'm sure you hear this often too, is, oh, it's fear mongering and you're just, and you know, it's like, what, what is your opinion about that? I remember that came up actually about the fear mongering. I was like, what's the difference between fear mongering and educating? Is there a fine line? Because I know I'd want to know. And I think it always comes with the intention is what you're saying. I will always say it depends on the patient. It really depends on the patient of what, um, to what degree your products will affect you. Genetics, um, enzymes in your liver, enzymes generally in your body, your kidney ability. So we'll have different effects on different patients. And it's always with the aim to, for wellness, to feel your best. We're not fearing, we're going to tell you you're going to die. But actually, if you have a patient who has pathologies and the doctors have said they've done nothing, why wouldn't you want to educate those patients and giving them a chance to feel their optimum? Exactly. And the other thing is, we don't know how it's going to affect your system. It's, 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 it's a cumulative effect. So exactly. it's not like, oh, I'm going to go clean and green and 
and you know resolve so many things. No, it's going to happen over time. And then the opposite, it's not like, well, you're going to use a toxic product and get cancer next week. It's just, no. that's, I think, why people can't wrap their head around it. It's, it's not smoking. Okay, we know. You can smoke cigarettes, yeah. you're going to very <laughs> greatly increase. Although it cancer. took a long time to prove that, if you I remember know, that. Right? I say, I yeah, I always say clean beauty. It's like, it, it's it's a, as big as as the, uh, the tobacco cover-up back in the 60s and in the 50s. And the, the 60s is when it was starting to get, but they used to tell women, oh, smoke, take the edge off while they were pregnant. It'll, it'll yeah. your anxiety. I mean, it's, it's, if you, yeah, if you look at it that way. <laughs> that film actually, there's a great film I use another, as another example is, I think it's called Dark Water. Is it called Dark Water? It's about Teflon. Did you see that film? No. I oh, you have to see this film. This is a great example of the amount of cases you need and the to what the degree, the size and the enormity of a research product to prove an ingredient or a product causes, for example, cancer. And that's why if you look at the ingredients in our products, there is not that big of a paper that needs to be done. But it was they were they had a chance, a lucky chance in that. And because it's a true story to get that degree of research and unequivocal it was black and white and that's i think that to that level is what we need and that's the data for me as a practitioner that's missing yes you wow. have to see that you have to see that film i won't spoil it for you okay you see that <laughs> okay yeah i'll have to check that out that sounds fascinating yep i mean clean cookware is another thing that those chemicals are, are leaching out into your food, into the air, yeah. Going back to what you said about the fear mongering, when people say, oh, your your face cream's not gonna kill you. I was like, we're not saying it's gonna kill you, but, and your face cream it, on its own is not gonna cause an issue. But we're thinking face cream, serum, toner, shampoo, conditioner, hair mask, mascara, foundation, primer, lipstick, lip gloss, hand sanitizer, toothpaste, and then there's the cookware, and then there's the food, and then there's the pesticides. This is huge. Exactly. It's everything combined. Exactly. You know, and I, I tell clients like, look, if you've got a toxic eye cream that you're just married to, fine, switch out yes. other things. You know, it doesn't, I'm, I'm not militant. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. Every step does count. But my patient is hair dye. I was like, listen, if you found your hair dye, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, now there's, there's, there's some cleaner hair dyes even like mm -hmm. I like Madison Reed and so there's even some better options with that. Have you ever tried that, Madison Reed? No, I'm just going, I'm just going gray. Only, I'll be honest with you, it's only because I'm so lazy. I know I won't do it. <laughs> well, I, amazingly, I have only gone gray a little bit, like a few hairs in the front, which you don't notice that much. And especially now with lockdown and pandemic. So I just yeah. have to touch those up. Luckily, I haven't gone to the point where I have to color my entire head of hair, which I'm just happy <laughs> for just, just to make I it want easier. That streak. I'm so close to getting that, just that gray streak, like Morticia Adams, so close to it, but the rest oh, yeah. of my hair is quite red. So it's not going to be Morticia Adams. <laughs> yeah. I think in, in my family, my mom went gray early. My dad went gray late. So I think mm -hmm. I think after my dad, thankfully. <laughs> but that's actually talking about hair color and going gray. That's an example of how this all really holistically with clean beauty is that in my family, we have um, a deficient we don't absorb b12 so our we can go gray quite early but because mm -hmm. you don't absorb b12 this will have a knock-on effect with your for your liver your liver function how susceptible we are to environmental toxins 
So that's an example of how your genetics will govern how you respond. And that's a lot of B12 deficiency goes under the table so often, especially in the US from the data that I've seen. Wow, that's fascinating. People don't realize that, yeah. That is a good point. You know, the other the other thing that I find people, and I'm sure you find this too, that, that people are overwhelmed and they give up because there's so many choices. And, but I, do you, I mean, does the, you know, transitioning to clean beauty, does that swap, you know, transitioning to clean beauty and adopting a more cleaner, you know, personal care routine, does it have to be complicated? I mean, it doesn't, right? What do you, what do you think is the easiest way for people? I always just say do one step at a time. Yeah. Depends on yeah. treating, to be honest with you. But I keep um I always say I always do the olive oil and honey trick. And people when they're dubious, I'm like, go wash your face with olive oil and then honey. And then you won't need the cream, you won't need the serum. I do make sure that I tell people I'm not a facialist, I'm not a um, dermatologist, but I have I do work with dermatologists down here, facialists. Mm-hmm. So I have a certain knowledge of it. I'm like, go home, you'll see the difference. And they're like, oh my God, that took off all my makeup. I'm like, well, that's done. So the next day, then leave that for 28 days, skin, see how your skin adapts. Okay, they don't need the other creams. I so, said, well, with your hair care, let's do this slowly. Find, I just give them a list of three brands. And then they just, it seems to snowball after that themselves. And I do know online sites as well are fantastic as doing the sample system. So people then just buy a few samples of different products. And I think it actually happens quite organically, which is what I prefer than rather me telling the patient, you have to do this or I won't, like you can get a few practitioners if the patient doesn't change and they won't treat them. I want to work with my patients because we do have hectic lives. And this can sometimes feel like it comes out of the blue if a practitioner tells them, tell them they need to change their products. So do <laughs> yeah. small steps and then organically they're really, they see it works. That's what it is. People don't think that it works. They're like, oh, but it's natural. So that's not going to be the same as like, I won't name any brands, but my standard lip gloss. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you'll be surprised. Yes, that's a big myth that, yes. that people still think, oh, clean beauty. Eh, no. And especially now. Okay, I'll give you maybe definitely, you know, seven years ago, even five years ago. But now we have so many to choose from. Oh, yeah. And these these companies are doing their research and their homework and they're they're making them the products more yes. nourishing and anti-aging and and effective than the toxic stuff. Plus I always say like, if, if a product's going to have carcinogens and endocrine disruptors and neurotoxins, that's going to make you look younger. I, yeah. Okay. It's robbing you of the nutrients that are going to work for your skin. And I, I, I love the approach of taking it one step at a time and one product at a time. I find that too, though, when people start, then it's, it just opens up a whole new world. Plus they, like you said, they start thinking like, well, wait a minute. I, this is working well and I'm using yeah. clean shampoo. I don't want to be using this toxic skincare. And I love when people get their kids and teenagers started on clean products yes. because, you know, their systems are still developing, very delicate. And I say, get them started. They will never have to make the transition. No. The way I love teenagers, I see they always love changing their deodorant when they see that that works. Like, oh my God, this stuff is brilliant. Yeah. That's fantastic. What is like some of your favorite clean lines? I, this is a question I get. <laughs> I get a lot. Like, what okay. do you do? So I'd love to know what some of your go-to beauty lines are. Oh God, this is a big question. 
It's like asking <laughs> a child. I know, I know. I, the I know. same with me. I know, right? It's like, oh gosh, I don't know. Plus, and I know it's very individual too. You know, yes. I, I could recommend three mascaras. Ten of you are going to love them. Ten of you are going to hate them. You know, it's like yeah. one person's holy grail lipstick is another person's, ugh, I can't stand it. So, okay. I'll tell you my favorites okay. if I'm good through. So I have, my favorite mascara is Fit Glow. Ah, that's my favorite mascara. It's the wand. I love the wand. My favorite um, cleanser is olive oil and honey. I like to keep that simple. Oh. Uh, shampoo. Actually, my favorite shampoo is eggs. But if I had to have a shampoo, it's um, a brand. I don't know if you have you in the US called Boucle Me. Boucle Me. They're for curly hair products. They have a great shampoo. Um, my favorite conditioner is Tabitha James Cron 4-in-1 Conditioner. It's absolutely brilliant. Even if I use eggs, that's fantastic. Favorite for my face, I love Absolution is a French brand that is very, very good. Um, Hollis is an Irish brand that I really love. And face cream is, ther- I don't know, have you heard of Therapy Honey Radiance Cream? No. It's apparently it's known as the creme de la mer of oh. clean beauty. It's, Ooh, fat, it's a bit as thick as full cream. Oh my God, it's brilliant. And I, my new favorite SPF is Mad Hippie. Oh, I agree. I love their Isn't it good? It's, oh, it's yeah. fantastic. Well, and the ingredients good. are brilliant compared because even SPF can, it's one of those ones you look at the ingredients going, okay, it's not perfect, but it's better. Whereas Mad Hippie, the ingredients are great. Yes. And what, what would you say is a questionable, like cleaner, but not so great SPF, okay. not brand wise, but ingredient wise. Well, I have on my website, I have 12 ingredients that I recommend people observe and avoid. Ah, yeah, me too. Um, I used to say eliminate, but I'll say avoid now. And I keep it to 12, not that there are only 12 ingredients, because that really depends on the patient. And if I had my own lab, I would be able to do that for patients for testing. On a side note, actually, in Germany, they do test for cosmetic environmental toxins in their patients, which is really interesting. Not in France yet. So I think, oh, it's brilliant. So I keep these 12 ingredients only for for ease of memory. You can spot them straight away. And generally, a good brand won't use these ingredients. So one, if I was to look delve deeper for myself, if somebody's new, the 12 ingredients are fine. I'd want to see if anything was derived from a petrochemical. Yeah. And not necessarily for their um for their impact on a on patient's health, more to do with the ethos of the brand. If the brand is using things from petrochemicals, I'm like, okay, what else is in there? How is it processed? Because that's what it, the how the ingredients are made um, is another uh, questionable area because there will be byproducts. Now, yes, there will be smaller in a greater smaller amounts in the products, but they can still be present. And over time, in everything, will have a bigger will have a big impact. So I question anything that comes from petrochemicals and I actually have the cosmetics oh what's the name of the book it's uh it's gone off the top of my head it's like an encyclopedia of cosmetic ingredients and oh, where yes. they're derived from so I can it's a reference book for me that I can um keep educated on the mm-hmm. topic because ingredients the I don't know if you know ingredients nowadays are changing so quickly because of this topic right yeah yes Very I have quick. the same same thing it's like I have my top 12 to, to I say, now there's, there's hundreds, <laughs> but let's yeah. just focus on the, okay. A, the most, the most detrimental that cause the most problems and B the, that are commonly used. Yes. Focus on those. Plus I say, 
if you're avoiding those, you're going to pro- probably automatically avoid all the others because any kind of product line that doesn't use the really nasty stuff is not going to use. <laughs> yeah. Now, there's, you know, there's some borderline chemicals, ingredients that, and I'd love to know your, your opinion on this, that are sort of in the gray area. They're a little controversial. Yeah. Purists say no, but others. And I always say, look, safer is better than, than toxic, certainly. But, you know, like phenylexanol and dimethicone. Yes, we're on the same page with that. Absolutely. It's, you're, going, you're going on the precautionary principle, going there. Research is not great, but it's not the worst. Mine is silicone as well. I don't like silicone. It's basically a plastic, but in terms of health, it's not the worst. Right. Yeah. And, and safe synthetics, you know, there's some popular brands out there. I won't mention that. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're using synthetics. Are they safe synthetics? Yes. But yeah. How do you define safe? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a huge topic. Well, this has been fantastic. Thank you for all the great information. I just, I love how like-minded we are and, (laughs) and the holistic approach you take. And especially being a homeopath, um, you have, you know, expertise that goes far beyond, you know, just clean beauty, which I love and how you take that holistic approach that if we're going to be cleaning up our diets and reducing stress and trying to sleep better and drink our water, then we need to be reducing toxic load. It has to be, it's a pillar. And I I love that. Absolutely. Your podcast on this topic is is brilliant. Thank you. Starting that. Thank you so much. And, you know, how do you define clean beauty? I I think I I have a feeling we're going to be on the same page with this one too, because that's some people are just like, well, well, what is clean beauty? Is it, is it just clean products? No. (laughs) It's more, it's for, I call it alternative beauty choices because it can be a bit like the gluten example. People can have, some people can have gluten, some people can't. So it's more alternative for patients and it's more products that have um, strong ethics with your skin, your health and the planet in mind. Yes, exactly. That's, that's, that's exactly what I say. And to me, in fact, I did one of my first podcast episodes was defining clean beauty. For me, it's also beauty from the inside out because like I, like I just said, you can't have one without the other. So clean beauty is also all the, you know, the, the healthier nutrition and, and all of that, but it's also living a little, like I've got the 80, 20 rule on food, on products, yeah. like, you know, like, and, and if you stress about stuff, stresses, like we had, we had mentioned before, before we, uh, we started stress is a toxin. You have to factor that in when you're looking at a patient holistically and you're looking at their food and you're looking at, you look at their stress and that is a toxin that their, their liver will have to break down. Yeah. It's fascinating. It's amazing how getting stress under control will, will resolve so many things. That's, that's why I, I have a big, a big emphasis on that as well. As like a chicken and an egg, I have a few patients and I, as a homeopath, you, you can see the stress a mile away, but for respect, respect for the patient, you have to wait for them to bring up any um, emotional stress or trauma in the past. But so what I can see is that lifestyles such as um, clean beauty, what we're eating, getting good sleep, it takes the foot off the pedal. 
So patients can slow down and then really see aspects of their life that they need to address. Whereas when they're constantly going, their adrenal glands and their liver and their gallbladder, their intestines are trying to deal with all of these uh, environmental toxins and influences, they won't be able to see the stress that they need to address. So I kind of can go from the out, from the outside working in as well as the inside working out. Wow, that is such a good perspective. And it's true, it's kind of one, it's almost like a domino effect. One thing leads to the other and it opens up the doors. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. You have to let people sort of come to some conclusions on their own. Yeah, um, but if their stress hormones and their neurotransmitters are, are out of balance, they won't be able to see the stress that we can see. Right. So you're helping guiding them. And you can do that with um, by removing environmental toxins. Or I, I, what I want to say is reducing the load and reducing the impact on the body. Exactly. And I know we're about to wrap up here, but why do you think it's so hard for people? Like some people, it's it, it, it's so misleading and people are confused. Mm-hmm. And I mean, some people, just like with food, they think they're eating clean. What, what do you think is the big confusion? Like, do you have people come to you thinking, oh, I'm already using organic products? Yeah. I have a lot of patients who say, I don't need to, I don't need to look at my products because I don't wear makeup. And that's when I, you have to do it quite respectfully and compassionately. It's like, okay, you mightn't be aware of this topic, but right. you guide them and you're like, well, what about, what hand soap do you use? Well, what toothpaste do you use? Well, what mouthwash do you use? What foot cream do you use? And you, you show, you can you show them and then you get, you get the patient thinking they're like, oh, I, I didn't even think about that. And only because I don't think we were educated in like what we put on our skin and patient patients don't realize until you point out for example nicotine patches hormone patches where do they go they go into the body they affect the hormones they can stop our cravings what doesn't what stops our creams being absorbed and whatever's in those creams having an impact on the inner inner workings when you give that example that seems to put a light bulb moment for my patients but i just don't think it's we have very not stressful eyes, that's not the word I want to use. Our lives are incredibly full in the modern world. And I think sometimes our brains just don't compute. When we slow down and we really see the impact of our daily lifestyle, that's when people can take stock and start to question things. But with the speed that we're on social media, go it up, we have to work, we have to, especially as a woman, as women, everything we have on our plate, we just don't have time to sit down and have a, and have a think. Exactly. Yeah. It's like people don't want one more thing to worry about <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. That's why it's great that there's people like you to help take away the overwhelm. And do you find also that some people, they get so confused by the greenwashing? I feel like there's a lot of education that needs yeah. to be done on that. That that sort of... That really annoys me, the greenwashing. Oh, it's awful. I think it's worse than toxic products because if you're going to lie and mislead and tell, you know, make consumers yeah. believe they're using clean products and you know it, it's it's not the consumer's fault when when i'm sure you have the same thing like clients will come to me oh i'm using clean products and then if i look at the ingredients it's like oh and yeah. then you know okay they don't use maybe paraben sulfates you know five five of the bad ingredients but what about these other seven that's yeah, yeah. So or the so much education yeah it is and i think what it is is um the greenwashing there there's been 
with brands, you probably notice this uh, taking a step back from the claims of clean beauty. And I think that is quite a positive aspect because it, although at one stage it was a great aspect um, portal to educate patients and people, it was almost that kind of tit for tat. Well, mine has this, yours has that, mine has this ingredient, mine doesn't have this ingredient. <laughs> or I think actually gives it more level playing field. And with that, then I think a lot more media has taken up on defining what is clean beauty, what is green beauty. I feel last year and this year is big about what is defining clean green beauty. And I think that is going to be a good time to actually put a, a label on it. And that will reduce the confusion. And that way then bigger brands, because I know we're talking about bigger brands that do uh, greenwashing, mm-hmm. won't be able to as much. Right. Because consumers will be educated. They will know what they're looking for. At the moment, it's ambiguous. And that's being played on, in my opinion. Oh, definitely. And and the other thing is it, the goal is not using organic. Like organic can mean anything. Anything. <laughs> and yeah. of course, the labeling can say anything. It's That's why I like the term clean. I know it's a little overused and there's some people of it. But, but I don't sure, it's kind of you get Exactly. <laughs> I think we need to get, get to the point of what patients are looking and consumers are looking for. Um, organic as well. That's a big thing. And natural. As soon as I see natural, oh. I'm like, oh God, what's in this? Na- natural's almost become a <laughs> like a dirty yeah. word. Natural almost means toxic, I swear. Because they I can say hide. Patients, um, when they say about organic, I'm like, is the third party are certified? Mm-hmm. They're like, what do you mean? I was like, I don't want to know each individual ingredient. I want to know the whole thing because third party certified, especially in Europe, it does have a definition. Yes. You do know more of what you're getting. I'm not sure about in the US. You have the, um, is it USDA? Oh, well, the the FDA and and they let so many things go. I always say, even if the FDA did have some oversight and rules in place, doesn't matter. The toxic, unhealthy stuff they allow, (laughs) like they wouldn't, but I always say, if the FDA doesn't allow it, then you know it's bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> then, then it's really We're in agreement for once. No, I think as well, it's, I, the, I think the phrase that rails me is like, well, these ingredients have been safety tested. And then you look at the, what the safety test means and it's like, okay, this means, um, is it an, what kind of cause an allergic reaction? We're more talking about, as we said, fertility, carcinogenic, and that can take years to, to study. And like, mm-hmm. it depends, depends on the patient. And depends on the patient's medical history. Um, even if it's, I've heard all the claims as well, like that minute um, endocrine, just it's like a minute endocrine effect. I'm like, well, our endocrine system, the levels are so minute. So a tiny, it's like even a grain of sand amount, I'm talking about metaphorically, mm-hmm. will have a huge impact on the body, how our body metabolizes estrogens. That will have a knock-on effect and that every day will have an accumulative effect. So that's one phrase of safety tested. When they say safety tested um, manufacturers, I mean, it's always to do with an allergic reaction. So always topically, not necessarily systemically. That can as well could, in fairness, could come from, and this sounds like I'm being more too forgiving, um, big companies burying their head in the sand because their safety data comes from the chemical companies. So the MSDS. and. So you start to look at, I go to that level of looking at toxicity and um, consequence of an ingredient. And that can be quite, um, there can be a lot of holes in that research, in my opinion. Absolutely. 
Yeah. That's why it's like we had mentioned, it all goes back to knowing your ingredients. Yeah. That's, that's your best defense. And, you know, in, it, this has been a, you know, it, this has evolved over time for me to get to the point where I'm at with my knowledge, but even I was, was surprised in my research to find that our body responds to tiny doses. And that's what people don't realize. I think a lot of people think, oh, it's just a little here and there. But like you yeah. just mentioned, think about, okay, even if it is tiny, you're using so many products and then never mind the other things that are coming at us from, you know, things off gassing and the pesticides and the stuff in the food. So, and if our body responds to tiny doses and there's tiny doses in so many things, it goes back to that cumulative effect over time the dose is not so tiny. Yeah. And that's when I say when some people, because um, it can be quite a hot topic, clean beauty. Um, yes, it is. That's for debate. sure. Yeah. I love a good debate. And I say, <laughs> even if it's not the direct effect of the ingredients, it's a consequence of the ingredient that I'm treating. So for example, if your body, the, the detoxification phase of the liver is two phases, it need, that needs to be fed, that needs nutrients, that needs minerals, that needs vitamins if you're deficient in them and then you're putting these environmental toxins into your body well the side effect of that is going to be your liver won't be able to break it down well then how your body does your body eliminate it that will affect your kidneys so even if it's not directly the ingredient the consequence of that ingredient is affecting my patients and that affects that's what my priority is it's not the brand it's not the industry my priority is the person sitting in front of me asking me to help them get better oh that is such a good point. So well said. And you know, the other thing is the environmental impact. It, yeah. you know, people claim to care about the environment and climate change. Well, okay. You don't care about, well, you, you're going to bury your head in the sand about what it might do to your health. But if you are up in arms about climate change and you're using toxic shampoo and household stuff that's going out into the environment, you yeah. are a big part of the problem. Or even the, the, where the ingredients come from, petrochemicals. Oh, yes. Chemical industry, impact on animals. Yes. It, and I, I love the fact that I love these brands, the niche indie clean green beauty brands. They are, at, I was having this conversation with somebody the other day, at the forefront of looking at the environmental impact of their ingredients, whether they be, um, if they're natural and it's gonna, it has an impact on, their, um, on the environment, they will change their ingredients because they're small and niche brands, they can do that. And they were always developing different packaging, different ways of getting the products to us. They are at the forefront of innovation, in my opinion, for environmental impact. And I can get quite um, protective because then you see bigger brands coming out going, oh, we've changed our packaging. And like, well, that's been available for years for these smaller brands. Yep. So that is why I will always say when to patients, not only are you supporting yourself, and your family, but you're having, you are making a step for supporting the environment. Absolutely. And climate change is such a huge topic and people are, I mean, you know, they make it very political and they're so up in arms. And I, I just, I say, before you even complain about it, what are you doing in your own home? Yeah. Like people don't realize it's, Sometimes I I forget because where I live in France, the village is is very well known for um, their environmental issues. We're all given compost uh, bins for our houses, for our apartments, everything. There's organic everywhere. The canteens for children is all organic. 
I can go and buy like every store nearly has um, zero packaging options. I forget all organic is local as well. It's grown just down the road. So I forget that that's not available to everyone around the world. And it's a shame because it makes the citizen's life so much easier by having your your government, your local legislation supporting this. Oh, absolutely. That's incredible. Wow. All right. That that makes me want to move there. <laughs> yeah. Go on over. And that's the thing. I it's this is like I said, we are a very we have we lead very full lives. And this is where sometimes people with climate change, they can feel overwhelmed as well. And this is like you do have to go. This is I'm getting very political now. You do have to go to your local legislation. Like you need to support us and yeah. implement these these actions and it does make your life so much easier so much easier there's like recycling bins everywhere oh exactly and i live here in crunchy california so we're you know we're Love. pretty more progressive than a lot of the rest of the united yeah. states because unfortunately here in the states there's plenty of areas where it's not they don't make it easy and there it is hard to find organic and so I'm, I know it's not so easy for everyone. However, with respect to strictly speaking, beauty, cosmetics, personal care products yeah. that you can get online. You can even get a lot of stuff on Amazon. Yeah. So I haven't convinced everyone to wash their hair with eggs yet though. That's my aim <laughs> because that makes oh, it easy. For everybody. You mentioned that you mentioned that earlier. So I've never heard of that. How do you oh, brilliant. talk to us about that? <laughs> Um, eggs well can naturally when it comes in contact with a lipid will create soap and it can break down um, sebum so what you, you just do is you mix up I, I need two eggs because I've got quite a big head and you just apply it to your scalp for three minutes and then you rinse it with, water, with um, cold water it has to be cold water and it can clean your hair it's fantastic for traveling it's wow. brilliant for traveling and your hair, you don't use any shampoo. You just that's all you do to wash. No, you you will see if your hair. I put always a tiny bit of an oil treatment on my scalp every that's time I wash it, and you will see that you will see it will foam slightly. Wow! Now, if, that, if that's too much for you, and a great another alternative, which is great for traveling, because we're all doing so much of that at the moment, is shikaki powder. I don't know if you've heard of this. No, I've not heard of this. It's from Asia. It's um, plants have natural saponins in them. Um, basically, it produces soap. So you mix up this powder with water and you apply it to your roots for a few minutes and then you rinse, rinse and rinse and rinse loads. But you'll notice that will slightly foam as well and that will clean your hair. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. I love this. You know, I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm writing a book also and one of my chapters is, it's a slow go. I'm, I'm, we'll get the book out eventually. But one of my chapters is is DIY stuff. Now, I'm not a big DIY person because I like crafting and collaging and that kind of mm. thing. But making things, I don't like cooking. And to me, like making products is too much. Okay, like, right. But the <laughs> easy <laughs> stuff, what you're talking about is pretty easy. I mean, I can do that. That that I would. Well, I have to, because when I started 10 years ago in this, there wasn't the products that were available now. And the shampoos were not that great. The conditioners were not that great. So I had to learn the natural way. Yeah. Um, for this and then so but what I do and I would actually stick with just your khaki powder and eggs for my hair but I try different brands to recommend to patients because like I said the eggs that goes down like a lead balloon when I suggest <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine see me I'm all excited I'm like oh I'm gonna try that next time <laughs> oh it's fantastic no I loved eggs for my face the egg white facial yeah. I've been having for many years that's fantastic 
Oh no, that is fantastic. That is fantastic. That's a great one. Somebody, a patient of mine used it for their neck quite often, which I didn't think of. Yeah, that's, you put it, yeah, we, oh, that's the thing. Some people, women, as far as just speaking strictly beauty and looks, because, you know, this is part of, part of clean beauty is. Yeah. You got to pay attention to your neck and decolletage and hands. Those are, those are, <laughs> those are dead giveaways. Well, we have, I just know, because obviously I have Irish, you can, if people can hear I'm Irish and I live in yeah. the south of France is it took me a while to really see the impact of the sun on my skin. And I now we have a very, in this, in Mediterranean countries, there's a different, there's a different way of looking at the sun on your skin is that you cannot just purely rely on a cream that how you look after your skin is you just do not go in the sun at all. So it's, I notice now, notice now more than when I stay out of the sun. Yes, I am very pale. Yes, I am very Irish as people can see me straight away. Um, <laughs> your skin does improve a lot. Yes. And you know, there's great self tanners now. I mean, yeah. and there's even cleaner self tanners. Of course, for many yeah. years they were toxic, but there's even some cleaner self tanners. And, so they, and they work fantastic. They sure I've do. just embraced my uh, extremely cafe au lait, more lait than cafe. <laughs> skin. <laughs> I am part Irish as well too, but oh, I also really? have, yeah, yeah. But I also have some other things mixed in. So I I have a little bit of an olive undertone, so I can get tan, which I know it's one of my vices. But I definitely try to stay out of the sun as much as possible. But I do live in Southern California, grew up yes. here. So I'm outside and I, I love tennis, although I haven't played in a while. So, you know, I'm out in the suns, but I slather with the SPF. Yeah, mad hippie. <laughs> yes, that's a great one. Love that product. <laughs> Well, this has been fantastic. Just, oh, you're a wealth of knowledge and I love it. Thank you so much for all the great information. Where can people um, find you and, and learn more about you and your, your business? Well, I have, um, my website is juliaedgley.com. And from there you can, there is a lot of information on different aspects holistically of health, such as clean beauty, food, um, talking about mental health. And from there you can uh, add yourself to my mailing list because I do have a few online events and courses that I do throughout the year. And I'm also on very active on um, Instagram and social media. I wish I could be on other platforms, but I'm not that technologically minded. <laughs> so I just cracked, I just cracked Instagram and then now they've brought out Reels. So I'm like, oh God, I can't do this, but oh I will. Gosh, right? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not Reels dancing like, on Instagram. Reels is almost getting old. It's like, oh, now everybody's dancing. And I thought, oh, like, okay, now enough. it's getting unoriginal almost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, please. I, I, what I'll do is I'll just learn reels and then there'll be something else coming in. So, but I try and decide, stick to one. Yeah. And then I just, the ball. but mostly well, I think it's that's good, you know, not, not yeah. branch out too much, kind of focus. Well, we will definitely put the, your, uh, all that information in the show notes, your website and your Instagram handle and all that good stuff. So people can find you. So yeah, they, they can get updated on, you do the workshops and and, and certain yes. things throughout the year already patients as well from the u.s now that i look i was lucky to link with a homeopathic pharmacy over there so i love treating um u.s patients it's oh, great they're they're fantastic you are fantastic patients because the enthusiasm and the want to get better really motivates you i motivate yes. you as a practitioner to do the better for your patient yeah and the more and more committed someone is the better. I always said like when I'm sort of 
you know, giving a consultation, I always say in, in my intake form, like if you're not out of, on a scale of one to 10, you got to at least be a seven to want to change because yeah. otherwise you're not going to commit to making the yeah. implementing the health habits and making the changes you really need to make a difference. And I put that up on Instagram actually a few, um, I think it was a week ago. It's just because it's natural and holistic doesn't necessarily mean it's easy. So you do have to be committed to it. Right. For the result. It's true. And it does make it easier working with someone like you, someone like me. I mean, that takes the overwhelm out. It's, it's the fast track really. I make it easy for people. Accessible. Yes, absolutely. All right. Are you ready for my, my fun rapid fire questions? (laughs) Okay. Go on, go first. So are you a dog person or a cat person? Dog. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) And do you have a dog? No, my husband's allergic to animal hair. Oh, no. Getting chickens. So I might be a chicken person ah, soon. That's fun. And are you a night person or a morning person? Night person. Ah, me too. Definitely. <laughs> As a child. Yeah, me too. And last question. If you could, now we've, you've already given us so many good, great tips and advice and information, but if you could just leave listeners with one thing that really made a huge difference you know, one of the biggest impacts for you in your overall health and well-being? I would say start small. These small, simple changes that you do consistently will have a bigger impact on your well-being. And always remember that it's well-being, not just health. You don't want to just be free of a label. You want to feel the best that you can. So small, little changes every day will have a huge impact for you. Absolutely. Completely agree, 100%. Well, thank you so much for being on Clean Beauty Scene. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of the day and be sure to check the link in the show notes. I would love to have you join the Body Harmony Method group program. I would be honored to help you reach your weight loss, clean beauty, and health goals. Until next week, stay healthy, be well, and be present. Thank you so much for listening to the Clean Beauty Scene podcast. Be sure to subscribe and tune in again next week. For more news, tips, and recommendations on clean beauty, eco-friendly living, and wellness, join my free Facebook group, Savvy Girls Organic World, and visit kellybanano.com for more resources. If you have questions or episode topic ideas, tag me on Instagram with hashtag Clean Beauty Scene Podcast. And talk clean to me, baby.